Today's On Shuffle episode is brought to you by Belvedere Vodka. Produced in one of the world's longest-running distilleries, Belvedere Vodka is the world's finest all-natural vodka. Crafted by a collective of master distillers, Belvedere Vodka is made with non-GMO Polish rye, pure water, and no additives. Recognized for quality, Belvedere Vodka was named the ISC World Vodka Producer of the Year in 2015, 2016, and 2017. Thus, we're very excited to have Belvedere Vodka as a sponsor of On Shuffle. Enjoy a delicious cocktail of Belvedere Vodka today, and remember to always, always drink responsibly. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome back. It is another episode of On Shuffle, and I'm your host, Micah Peters, a staff writer at The Ringer. And today, we're going to be talking about Drake, Drake, and more Drake, because Scorpion is out, and it is 25, an hour and a half long, guys, is how long it is. Today, we are going to have Toronto native Amani Ben-Shakan on the show to talk about the album and Drake's impact as an artist, I guess, and also to whittle the 25-song album down to a digestible seven songs. We're going to each have our own edits. It'll be great. It's a lot of fun. Let's get into it. So we can now say for certain that Drake is hiding a child. Scorpion, his fifth studio album, and incidentally his longest ever, is out in the world and already inescapable. It's literally at the top of every chart and his face is the cover of every playlist on Spotify. Uh, But also, in a single day, it broke streaming records on Amazon, Apple Music, and of course Spotify. And the first week, sales projections are off of the charts. But a few questions still linger, like... Why is it so long? Why is the title Scorpion? And most importantly, after a fraud album rollout during which Drake might have actually lost for the first time, was Scorpion the return to form it needed to be? Music culture writer Amani Ben-Shakan, who is most importantly a Toronto native and also a Drake theorist, also spent all of last Friday tweeting in all caps about Scorpion. <laughs> so, Amani. Ah, ah, ah. good. <laughs> Um, Y'all should never have invited me on this shit. Just know that from now. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I feel like you have you're, you've been sitting on something that you absolutely wanted to start this conversation with. And I was going to ask you just what you thought about the album overall, but I feel like you have something you got to get off your chest. I think, firstly, that people have a lot of strange feelings about Drake, and that's fine. You know, he is arguably one of the biggest stars of our lifetime. It is what it is. But my thing is, that's cool. You can do all that, but leave us out of it. And I hate when, like, anything Drake comes out, everyone's like, oh, my God, all these Toronto mans think they're this. All they, I'm like, nigga, shut up. Like, and can I say nigga on this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot to ask. I'm so sorry. Listen, this is what happens when you invite Eastern Girl on a podcast talking about Drake. Like, okay, it's now, already a problem. <laughs> let's 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 go ahead and, and, and unpack that us and say exactly what you mean by us yeah so what i mean i guess is black toronto right and Mm -hmm. so much of what drake is so much obviously of who surrounds him his language his everything even the way he acts on the internet like the very particular sort of waste man cadence that he has is very torontonian it's very black torontonian and he's just like a light-skinned man from the city, and it just is what it is, and I think a lot of people have a hard time grappling with that, even, like, after the album rolled out, and he put all these screenshots on his Instagram story. I don't know if you've seen that, but he had all these snapshots of all the songs he was listening to while in the studio, and he had, like, all these Toronto kids on it, and just, like, 
you know, even on his tours, even on everything. It's just like, it's such a particular and such an integral part of who he is. But it's one of those things that people don't understand. So they skirt past it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that on Scorpion, there are like, you know, tinges of that, of him kind of leaning into it. It's not as pronounced as it is in other projects, but still, just off the rip. Anytime Drake drops something, leave us out of it. Let's <laughs> talk about it, you know? <laughs> That's my <Yeah>. one gripe. <laughs> I definitely feel as though it's like uh, one of those things in when we're talking, when, when, when a Drake project comes out and you're, a lot of the criticism comes around, like, which accent is he trying on now? Mm -hmm. um, I know that you've talked a little bit about this or, you know, yelled about it on Twitter in the past about how <laughs> it's just kind of like a specifically black uh, Torontonian thing. Um, I guess because of all the cultures that are meeting there. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, it is a little bit of, it's two truths at the same time, right? So the first is that the city is obviously very black and a lot of that blackness comes from the Caribbean, right? Like mm -hmm. most notably Jamaica. So even though there are obviously like huge populations of other black people from different parts of the Caribbean. But my thing is that sometimes people take that and run with it too far because there's also a conversation on black Toronto and how black Toronto is underserved and um, neglected unless there's like some sort of capital to be gained from it also, right? So it's one of those mm -hmm. things where it's like, yes, this is true to a point, but then past that point, there's also a whole other truth and a whole other unpacking of what it means and who can actually like tap into this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because we get like politicians and we get all these people who are outside of like the quote unquote culture and all these people who actually don't even have any real claim to the things that they're saying, the things that they're referencing, but they do it because they know it'll gain them some sort of cultural capital. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have like really terrible things that happen. Like this past weekend, there were, you know, a lot of really tragic things that happened in the city. And there's like a lot of silence surrounding those. So, mm -hmm. yes, in some regard, it is going to be like, you know, Black Toronto does sound a certain way and acts a certain way. And there's a certain type of comedy and all these things that are associated with it. But also there's a whole underbelly of it, too. And I think that Drake is someone who only kind of really touches on the first part. And a lot of people from the city want him to touch on the second part. So it's complicated. Right, 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 right. But also, Drake has never really been like an essayist. He's kind of like a diarist, you know? Like that mm -hmm. was the whole thing about, well, not all of it, but at least part of it uh, when, and I know that this was an extremely stressful time for you in particular, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when Pusha T put out Story of Adi Don with that picture of Drake in blackface and then Drake mm -hmm. had to have that whole long Instagram apology about he was involved in some really progressive like art project, but then <laughs> like hadn't <laughs> spoke on anything really, I don't know, like race related or anything to do with any sort of social issue really definitively since then, which yeah. I mean, like allegedly around 2007 or eight. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, but to, I mean, to bring it back to the album, it was just kind of like going back to the well, at least for me, like of the same sort of Drakeisms of, you know, the mental toll of having to deal with dating so many beautiful women and having so much money and so much <laughs> fame. And I mean, like, I, I seriously, though, has yeah. I don't think that anybody sounds more bu more bummed about being rich and famous than Drake does. 
I mean, I'm totally in agreement with that. And sometimes I'm just like, well, let me try it on. And then we can see if I feel the same way. <laughs> but yeah, I think the album was interesting because first listen, obviously I was a part of a whole bunch of group chats talking about it. And it was interesting because I think it was the first album that he's like explicitly sort of referenced race a few times, which was really interesting. And I think, I don't know. So my thing with the whole Pusha T situation was first of all shout out to the people who caught astray like shout out to Mazin and Sadiq and shout out to Virginia Williams like <laughs> they did nothing they were just trying to eat their food and they got dragged into the bullshit but mm-hmm. I just feel like with the album Drake has a template right he has like a formula that he approaches every single project with and I think that at this point people are starting to get fatigued by it a little bit and on Scorpion, it feels like he tried to like dry it out a little bit, experiment a little bit more, but ultimately it still goes back to that same template. And even when he is, does try to like shake the table a little bit and talks a little bit about like the president doing us in, I was like, but sir, you're Canadian. Like, what? It also, just that line in it, that line specifically for, for those of y'all that haven't made it to side B of the album, it's a very long <laughs> album, <laughs> was uh, the future assisted uh, blue tent. President doing a sit, my window got blue in the tent. Hey, did this shit once and I do it again. Look who I'm fucking again. I had on ice, but then I watched the ice get thin. Now that she sink or swim. Blue faces, I got blue diamonds, blue tint. Yes. And it just feels like very tossed off. Like this is the sort of thing that you would put in a chorus if you just couldn't think of any other words. But at the same time, that one song in my opinion, is better than most of the songs on What a Time to Be Alive. I agree. But I also think it's a way of him trying to do what people are asking him to do, but doing it casually and not necessarily making like a capital P political statement or like a capital B, like I'm speaking to like capital B black people or like whatever it is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that with him at this point, he's 31 years old. He's a grown man. He's like very rich, very successful, doesn't really have much to prove at this point. So I think what people are starting to get tired with is his refusal to kind of mature with that, right? And some people right. are fine with it. I think that I'm fine with it because he's a pop star and I don't really expect him to do much beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's really good at his job, all things considered. But I think that some people are really fatigued by that. And so I think that what he's trying to do now is like kind of like casually throw things in and like do stuff like that. So people who really want that feel a little bit satiated, but I don't think that it's doing what it needs to do. And I'd rather him just do what he does and let it go. You know? Yeah. I don't think that you have to be everything to everyone. And I think the push a T shit did have him a little bit rattled. Cause I mean, but yeah, it specifically yeah. did have him rattled because the first half of the album is full of subs. Like it sounds as though it came together in the last couple of weeks. Oh, 100%. Everything sounds like it was recorded like three days ago. Yeah. So I mean, like, that. and the, the biggest the biggest thing in there, the biggest indicator towards that was on Talk Up uh, with uh, Jay-Z, which was mm-hmm. produced by DJ Paul. Hey, ten of us, we move in as one. I'm so proud of who I become. You might think I'm taking some lumps. Only if we talking about some, yeah. Which, shout wow. Shout to DJ Paul. Yeah, shout to DJ Paul, man. <laughs> um, and it had that Jay-Z line on it where he's just like, uh, y'all killed X and let Zimmerman live, which, I mean, is just one of the biggest groaners on the album. Did you see the tweet that said Jay-Z shot his own brother, but he wants us to shoot Zimmerman? 
I read that too, and oh, I literally had to put my phone down. I was like, "This is too much. I can't deal with it." Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think I saw that during <laughs> on like on Saturday, and I just put my phone down and just started walking towards the ocean. It's just like it's time to go. I think yeah, it's, it's just done. It's all like wrap it up, folks. We're done. <laughs> but um, honestly, that song was such a waste of a good beat because they both just didn't do what I needed them to do on it. But the beat was so good, so I mean, so good. You thinking about like uh, in terms of the best beat that you kind of went wish went to someone else, like what is that? Is it talk up for you or is it for a different record on the album? I think it's talk up because I think that's the one that when I first heard the beat, I was like, holy shit. But then the actual song was really underwhelming. Mm, yeah. So I think that out of the album, that's definitely the one that I was like, that's wasted um, in terms of production, in terms of like samples or features or whatever, definitely the Michael Jackson. I just didn't need that in my life. I mean, it it was just, it was kind of, it was just, the, it was just a flex, honestly. I mean, yeah. like who else has money to clear a sample like that? 100%. I was like, this is not the situ- This is not what I need. You think that you're doing something, but you're not, <laughs> you know? But the best use of a really good sample was emotionless because we have mm. Mariah Carey, we had the God. And I was like, this is amazing. Right. I stand. It was, and it was uh, also peak trick, you know? The problem the problem with that song is that like it is honestly one of the prettiest sounding Drake songs there is. Mm-hmm. But then he had to ruin it with that entire extended thing about society that we live in, this generation, this day and age. I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. She finally got to Rome and all she did was post pictures for people at home Cause all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known I know another girl that's crying out for help But the latest caption is leave me alone I know a girl happily married till she puts down the phone I know The spoken word jumped out. It just jumped out. I was like the hotel free jumped out. You're like, why can't you just be happy with what life gives you? Why can't you be happy with the present queen? I was like, are you call- Are you about to call me a woman? Like what's going on here? It just got really intense really quickly. I mean, like he definitely wrote that shit in the moleskin. Like it was, at, like I've, yeah, it, that it was that so shit. stressful. He wrote that shit when he was with a girl who was ignoring him and scrolling on Instagram. That's when he wrote that shit. <laughs> okay, what do you think the best record on the album is? Just full stop. One hundred percent in my feelings. Yeah, I mean, like he's really gotten a lot of joy out of out of going back to the bounce well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like having Magnolia Shorty and Big Freedio on these records, despite not having Big Freedio in the m- music video for Nice for What. I get madder and madder about that the more I think about it. Mm, um, yeah, I think it's between. Actually, I'm going to recant that. I think it's between in my feelings and nonstop for me because both of those songs are so so good, but in different ways. Yeah. Well. Nonstop produced by Memphis producer Tay Keith. Tay Keith, fuck these niggas up. Yeah, yeah. fuck these niggas up. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> the thing is that, like, I was thinking about what if he had, like, Tay Keith had given that beat to, like, Block Boy or Key Glock or somebody, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
or 21 Savage. Who's to, who's to say, honestly, but like, I'm glad that the, the, it's at least out there and somebody's probably going to freestyle over it soon. Honestly, I can't wait for like all the little young rappers to just take that beat and run with it. I can't wait. Cause yeah. that beat is just so fire and he did enough with it to not like overextend and not do too much. Nonstop to me is kind of reminiscent of like no telling and just like that slick mouth. Like, hello, I'm here. I am like, Hey, I know how to ride bad this. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's... <laughs> and he's like, give me my respect. I said, yes, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So let's do this. March 14th. Oh, what do you gracious. think about it? <laughs> Can I plead the fifth? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yesterday morning was crazy. I had to come to terms with the fact that it's not a maybe. That shit is in stone. Sealed and signed. She not my lover like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine. Sandy used to tell me all it takes is one time and all it took was one time. Shit, we only met two times. Two times. And both times were nothing like the new times. Now it's rough times. I'm out here on front lines just trying to make sure that I see him sometimes. It's breaking my spirit. Single father, I hate when I hear it. March 14th to me is literally just a Scorpio anthem. Anytime I try to explain a Scorpio man to anyone, I'm just going to play March 14th and be done with it. This man went off on someone based on his own, like, indiscretions and just made a whole song about it. And then at the end goes, I love you, my son. And it was just a mess. I was like, sir, I just felt embarrassed listening to that song. I was like, this is entirely too much. I listened to it, I think, once and then deleted it off the album. I think it's just like one of those things where it is a very... There's some of his most, I guess, open and forthcoming writing, like on this song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, deeply. And I was just listening to it and I was like, I can't imagine recording the song and then waiting till my son is like of age enough to understand what's going on and for him to hear that song. You what know? happens when Adonis finally hears this album? Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard. Like even on an I can't remember which song it is, but he's like, Yeah, I kiss uh, was on Sanchez. It was on eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight says out of 10. like I yes, kiss, yes, yes. kiss, kiss uh, my son on the forehead and kiss you, niggas goodbye. Yeah, kiss your ass goodbye. I'm like, okay, well, if that's how we're feeling, <laughs> that's I mean, how we're feeling. But I mean, having a song called Emotionless, two songs away from a song called I'm Upset, and then also <laughs> having. It's a Scorpio man. It's literally just a Scorpio. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, like, I don't. Is it called Scorpion just because of Scorpio? Or are we talking about how scorpions make interesting pets and they can't be cuddled but <laughs> or carried Honestly, around? <laughs> I don't understand. I still, to this day, I've seen all the jackets. I've seen all everything. I'm like, I don't understand why it's called Scorpion. He should have just called it Scorpio and been done. Because it's like emotionally erratic, um, really just like a lot of projection of blame based on like personal decisions a lot of unresolved feelings but with like this emotionless exterior it's deeply scorpio so it should have just been called scorpio and been done but i think scorpion was for the emoji which is also peak drake oh yeah because then the emoji became the branding technique right right but yeah i don't know the album as a whole was very interesting to me i think i don't think that i've ever listened to a drake album first listen and felt as confused as i was with scorpion yeah. And that was a strange place to be in. And I think a lot of that is because one, obviously it's too long. Um, but two, it also just doesn't have like a lot of flow and like sort of 
an ideological like thread that goes throughout the whole album, right? It's yeah, a it's, lot. It's just kind of like everything is happening so much here, mm-hmm. 25 songs. Like it's, and on top of that, like dividing the rap and R&B sides. I mean, like the first part of it just felt like they're, they're just very marginal records. Um, mm-hmm. I also don't think that you can separate it that clearly with Drake. Yeah. Like some sides that were on the rap side, I was like, these time, I don't know that these are necessarily like hard rap songs or like the R&B side, you know? Well, it's kind of waffling back and forth between uh, like the energy he had on If You're Reading This and like some of the more, I guess, ornate stuff of like nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like there are, there's like a really good, there's a really good EP in here, I feel like. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like if you just cut it down a little bit, and I, it's really funny because since the album's dropped, everybody I know has made their own version of the album. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really interesting to see like the songs that people like and the songs that people are deleting. But I don't know anybody that's just kept it as 25 tracks, you know? What does your edit of the album look like right now? So my original edit is 12 songs, but I whittled it down to seven for y'all just to keep it cute. Mm-hmm. But um, my first one is nonstop because I think it's a great, great opener. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is I'm Upset. I almost you like I'm idea. Upset? I'm... So the thing is, I'm Upset is a great song. And I think it just came <laughs> out at the wrong time and people couldn't take it for what it is. But the song is great. And also Ho to me is a gender neutral term. So uh, okay, okay. I call men hoes all times. So I'm like, okay. can't go to DFT with you. Okay, no, I, I, like I'm not, know? I'm not here to <laughs> to argue that with you. Okay, I will, I will accept ho as a gender neutral term. The song is bad. I don't know what you mean. It's not. I'm upset. It makes it just. There's a bounce to it. It's great. You have to listen to it. It's great. And also, it's just a great thing to say all the time. Like, I walk around my house always screaming, like, I'm upset. And everyone gets really I mean, it's definitely, like, very funny. It's just, I think, you know what? I will concede that I would probably feel much differently about it if it came out at a different point in time. And on top of that. it's just the timing. Yeah. And, like, I, as a person who never watched Degrassi and had to have somebody else tell me this, like, Mm. having the one slow motion scene where the guy who shot uh, a wheel... Yeah, Rick, who shot mm-hmm. uh, Drake's character and then have mm-hmm. his <laughs> goons chasing that guy all Honestly, while having not responded to Pusha T is very funny. That's a co- that's a very funny collection of things. Yeah, shout out to Karina Evans. Shout out to Chubbs. Like, I just love, I thought that was so funny. I thought it was just like, it was a good way for him to get out of the mess and like just employ a certain level of nostalgia to get people to like feel sentimental about him again. And also it's just a fun song. I think like in a little bit of time, people listen to it again and really like it. I really believe that. And I think you should give it a second shot. Truly, okay. truly, truly. Okay. But no, so it goes um, nonstop. I'm upset. Eight out of 10. Mob ties. Blue tint. In my feelings. And after dark. Because RIP static major. We love static major in this household. Man. After dark so. is... So great. I, I mean, like, and also just shout out to Todd Dollar Sign for being like, he's just good for 15 points off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. on, but on, I just pray for him and I want him to have that own success in his own music because his own music doesn't do that for me. But every feature he has is incredible. It's just like a strange, he's like the Travis Scott, but stronger, you know? <laughs> Travis Scott, <laughs> but stronger. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. 
Mine what are, are yours? <laughs> <laughs> that was judgmental. No, it was. It was go. not judge. It wasn't judgmental. I was just. I'm having a tough time <laughs> picking my seven songs. Is all. <laughs> I think that you have to have like the really. I am interesting in the star of my own movie intro from Drake. So like I would start off with survival just because it just seemed correct when I was listening to to beats one and it finally and the album finally came on. So. Mm-hmm. I'll say survival, then nonstop, and then man, I the thing is that like I want to include emotionless because the production is so good, but I cannot get over the the lengthy like hand wringing mm-hmm. over Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the next song would be Mob Ties, maybe, and then oh, interesting. Okay, nice for what? Okay. Blue tint in my feelings after dark. So really similar. Yeah. You just cut the singles out. Yeah. Or actually, no, we swap singles. We you swap singles. Nice for what? I yeah. think I'm upset. The thing is, I think in my feelings is nice for what, but stronger. That's true. That's true because nice for what kind of had that weird, empty bootleg feeling. In my feelings seems. In my like, feelings feels like I'm in Miami. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, d- he has Young Miami on the song. <laughs> yeah, uh, City Girls City featured, Girl. I forgot to say earlier. Um, oh, City Girls yeah. is the best feature on the album yeah. by far. It's City Girls. <laughs> I heard their voices. I was like, oh, my God. He said, JT, do you love me? I said, oh, my God. This is the moment I've been waiting for my whole life. Like, yeah. I had no idea it was this, you know? God, it's such a fun song. Um, it's great. It's so great. And then the Wheezy on the end. It's just perfect. It's a great, great song. I love it. Um, okay, but the one thing that we haven't, like, directly addressed yet is whether or not we feel like, you know, an entire A-side full of subs was a sufficient response in the Pusha T thing. I think that the response was in the Plies sample, or the oh. Plies, like, video, the audio, and he's like... Right, the 8 out of 10 clip mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. it's... Which actually comes from this video of Plies sitting in his car, just <laughs> looking into his selfie camera, being like, you man, you big man. <laughs> I'm happy. Leave me alone. Everybody thought that it was like an old woman, but it was actually Plies. <laughs> it's actually my favorite video I watched. Because the thing is, obviously, I've seen the video prior. But after um, the album came out and I was watching the video and I just see him like bringing the phone closer, bring- taking the phone further off for dramatic effect, talking about how mad the person. I was like, I love it. Plies is I, national hero. Yeah. I mean, like the th- 8 out of 10 was, was funny just because it, like he takes the route of being like, it has. It doesn't matter how many shots you take of me. Like your trainer listens to me, your wifey listens to me. Like mm-hmm. all of your friends, everybody is going to be listening to me regardless. No one can escape me. I am. I am become death of the destroyer worlds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's the best Drake response you can have. Like just to rise above in a way that's still petty, you know. And he's just like, whatever, like, y'all can keep doing this little, like, Ray Tay-Tay, and I'm good. Like, I'm good on this. Well, at least, you know? I, like, it's definitely the kind of response that hits, hits the sweet spot in between, like, it is, I guess, a viable course of action after you have been, like, lanced through, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was harsh. It was yeah. Harsh. But, but, I mean, like, it counts as a sufficient response for 
Drake fans, but I mean, like, not necessarily for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. My thing is, I'm just largely like not like I love Push and I love Drake. Like, I don't really have much of a bias in this sort of point. But my thing more is like, I just don't like if Push had just gone about it the Push way and not tried to make himself like fucking Martin Luther King about it, it would have been better. But he, this man literally used a photo of like the most disparaging photo, you know, as his album cover. And tried to like position himself as like this leader of this the black world moral and justice I was like, yeah yeah i was like this is so disingenuous if you had just said like you know you're just light-skinned and you just like are stupid and you're from toronto <laughs> like all the stupid things everyone says all the time that like kind of roll off your back anyway i feel like he just didn't come at it as hard as people said that he did I think it was the photo that was the kicker. The photo was the thing that really was like the ether of the whole thing. But what Push was saying, I was like, whatever. Like, Lipstick Alley was talking about his son months ago. You know, you're late. So, Terrence, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I just don't think I bought into it like everybody else did. I wasn't that amused by it. It Apparently, you didn't buy into it like everybody else bought into it. <laughs> Because, you know, I was I was doing the thing after I stayed up and was trying to find it on Funk Flux and everything where I heard him do the let us share your world thing. And then, like, I was checking my, my torso for, like, bullet holes. I couldn't be sure. You know, I thought I was hit. I mean, don't let it be mistaken. I was listening to the freestyle or whatever. I don't, the quote-unquote freestyle. Um, on like a corner, a street corner in Toronto when it dropped and I was just like screaming into my phone. Like that still happened. But my thing was still, I just think that Push had just, if if Push had just gone about it in more of a rapper way and not in a way of like, I just have a lot of animosity towards you and it's been building up for years and years and this is my in and I'm going to use it now. I would have been like, okay, this is more interesting. But it just wasn't. Especially like given the moment of Push trying to like, I just hate, the way he positioned himself. I was like, you're literally working with Maga Kanye and you don't give a fuck about black people <laughs> that aren't, like you don't give a fuck about Whitney Houston. How do you expect me to care about your opinions about black people, Terrence? Truly, like I just don't get it, you know? So it was cute. I mean, it was great gowns, beautiful gowns to quote Aretha Franklin, but that was, that was the beginning and end for me. <laughs> Truly. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I think Duppy was better objectively. Or not objectively, I'm lying. I just think Duffy was no, better. No, Duffy is the better. So we talked about this uh, on the emergency pod. It's just like Duffy was the better song. Mm-hmm. Story of Adidon, I think, was still the better this. Um, yeah. Just I because, can do that. yeah. I mean, like, I've, you know, I, I like my rap beefs hateful. Um, I mean, me too. But I was just thinking, I was like, what would Gucci have done? You know? What would, like, like, I don't know. I was just thinking, because afterwards, because I work on like a hip hop documentary. So we were just talking about all this shit after. And we were trying to count up like what was the best diss track of all time or like the beef of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was like Hit Em Up. Then it was like Gucci and Jeezy. And it was like all these other like really gutter, terrible, like just hateful things. And I was like, this man didn't do that. This one just sounded petty in retrospect, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite track off the album? Just like completely. The one that I listened to the most has been blue tint interesting but i think that's just because like i i just love future the the the, i think the the one that i my favorite off of the album though was definitely nonstop. 
I mean, okay. I, the thing is that, like, again, I, I just have that thing where I just wish that it was different in some very specific way. But in terms of what I can most enjoy, probably, like, nonstop just because it's just... I love that negative energy shit, man. <laughs> Honestly, I love bass in his voice, Drake. It's my favorite version of Drake. I'm always like, oh, this is all I'm asking for. All I wanted was yes. Oh, you mean Dirty Drake. Sprite Drake? No, I mean Scarborough Gully Toronto Drake. That's what I mean. Every time that actually I shouldn't say Scarborough because he's not from Scarborough. I mean Toronto Drake. <laughs> I'm projecting. You know, it's I'm, it's fine. I barely know the difference as we've well, as we've you thoroughly established. You're gonna smell our cologne one day, Micah. You will. Trust me. Trust me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite out-and-out out song on the album, like the one that you are going to be playing throughout the rest of the summer and probably into 2019. In My Feelings, for sure. Mm. In My Feelings, Slash on top, but In My Feelings edges it out. I show them how to network. Fuck that Netflix and chill. What's your net, net, network? Because I want you and I need you and I'm down for you always. Yeah, you know, shout out Bounce Music. Go get Big Freedia's Third War Bounce, which came out uh, a little while ago. It's a five-song EP. It's great. Um, yes. Just wanted to slide that in there since, you know, I feel like it's going to just go by the wayside. Honestly, um, shout out Bounce Forever. Yeah, listen to more Bounce Music, mm -hmm. 2018. Walk that ass in 2018. That's great. <laughs> uh, Amani, thank you very much for joining me and breaking down this interminable album. Thank you for having me. I love to do long form about long form things. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to Amani Ben-Shakan for joining me. Shout out my producers, Agi Ashagre and Zach Mack. Don't forget to check out our playlist that we will be updating every week with the songs we're listening to. A link to that is in the description. By the way, quick housekeeping note, we will not be having a show on Wednesday. Go outside and feel the warmth of the sun on your face. Enjoy your July 4th. Peace. See you later. Stay black, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Six, 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 six.